0: Welcome to Sellersburg United Methodist Church Podcast, where we bring our mission to make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world to you, wherever you are. We are going to close out our liturgical calendar year, which ends on November 20th. So I know it's a little different than our regular calendar, but our new calendar starts with Advent. And that comes because we begin telling the story of what God is doing in the awaiting time, awaiting for Christ to come. And so we are almost to the end of this liturgical year. And so in a few weeks, we'll be celebrating Christ as King, the reign of Christ Sunday. And we are going to build our way there, looking at gospel stories from our third gospel, encountering people, encountering Jesus face to face. It's so a face-to-face with Jesus. Would you welcome a face-to-face encounter with Jesus? If we thought about it long enough, we might hesitate just a bit. Standing face-to-face with Jesus brings all sorts of confrontations with ourselves, with others, and with God. And most importantly, our expectations. We are confronted with them. How many stories do we know about Jesus where people aren't shocked at what happened and what was said? But we are going to talk about Zacchaeus, a story you probably know. You may have sung the story before because when Jesus looks at Zacchaeus in the song, Jesus says, Zacchaeus, come down, and usually we scream it as kids, right? I don't know why we yell it. I don't know if Jesus screamed at Zacchaeus that day, but, but yeah, come down. I'm going to your house today. So before we read this passage, I want to give you a, a bit of a, the lay of the land of the passage because when you just have the passage, you might miss a lot of the meaning kind of woven in from the stories that came before and the stories that come after. So Luke has spent multiple chapters up to this point in chapter 19, not having very good things to say about the rich. I mean, it's just one story after another about the misuse of money and how mistreats the poor and the rich are gonna struggle and it's pointed at the religious leaders a lot. But it just seems that Luke doesn't like the rich, or at least he thinks Jesus didn't like the rich. So there's all this criticism. And in chapter 18, right before this story, a rich young ruler approaches Jesus and wants to have eternal life. I mean, don't we all? And Jesus tells him, you're following all the commandments, right? Because he named all the commandments he's been following, but you lack one thing. And that, that is, I want you to sell all your possessions, give it all to the poor and come follow me. And the young ruler walked away dejected, not rejected. He was invited, but the invitation cost too much. And so chapter 19 starts with the story of Zacchaeus. And what we know about Zacchaeus is he is a chief tax collector, and he was rich. So as if being a tax collector isn't bad enough, a chief tax collector is even worse. They are believed to be the ones that recruited the other tax collectors And while you might go to an office or a table and sit and pay your taxes to the tax collector enough to cover their take, enough to cover Herod's take, enough to cover the temple's take, enough to cover Caesar's take, about 75 to 90% of what you had, you wouldn't see the chief tax collector unless you couldn't pay. And then it would be the chief tax collector who would show up at your house to collect, oftentimes with Roman guards ready to go in and take what was needed. This is Zacchaeus, the chief tax collector. And don't forget, he's rich. So where'd all of his stuff come from? His fancy clothes and his fine foods and his big and comfortable house? Came from his people. It came from his people. Someone always has to pay for another's excess. Someone always has to pay for another's excess. We have so much resources in the world, so if some have excess, it comes at the cost of another. Zacchaeus was the guy that reaped the benefits of injustice. If we didn't have the song, we might be anticipating a bad day for Zacchaeus, meeting Jesus face to face. And know that this story concludes at a dinner table where Jesus tells a parable. And then the next story is Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem where he extends a similar invitation to the people that he extends to Zacchaeus. So having the lay of the land, let us now turn to Luke chapter 19, verses 1 through 10.
1: He entered Jericho and was passing through it. A man was there named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich. He was trying to see who Jesus was, but on account of the crowd, he could not because he was short in stature. So we ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree to see him because he was going to pass that way. When Jesus came to the place, he looked up to him and said, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried down and was happy to welcome him. All who saw it began to grumble and said, he has gone to be the guest of one who is a sinner. Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, Look, half of my possessions, Lord, I will give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will pay back four times as much. Then Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because he too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek out and to save the lost. The word of God in scripture, the word of God among us the word of God within us. Thanks be to God.
0: Thank you, Mark. It's a strange story. And I'll ask you, where are you in the story? Are you next to Jesus, extending the invitation, wanting to sit with Zacchaeus? Are you standing in confusion as to what in the world Jesus is up to? Or are you like Zacchaeus, a person out on a limb, a person hoping just to see Jesus? ready for a whole change in life altogether. Now, Jesus had encountered tax collectors in his ministry. He had one following him by the name of Levi. Jesus knew they were hated. Jesus knew they almost always, as many of us do, give in to the temptation to take more if the opportunity presents itself. Jesus seemed to know that they were all in a prison of sorts, a prison of their greed, a prison of society not being able to connect to people because they were all hated. A prison probably left to a life that was pretty much isolated, except maybe from other tax collectors. It's easy to point at the tax collectors today, not literal tax collectors, although we might point at them, but people whom we are disconnected from. People who do things we don't, we don't agree with. People who are reaping the benefits of injustice. And we might point fingers. I think the biggest problem of our society today is we look for someone to blame for all of our problems, right? Do you have someone to blame? You think of a problem, any problem, anything you're just kind of frustrated about going on in the world, going on in your life, and you may have a face or a name or a group of people that you can point at and say, they're the problem, right? Entire news networks are built upon doing this. Do you have a name of someone that you're thinking of that you point fingers at? Me too. I do. As much as I try not to, I do. We all do. But if we think about it, are the people whom we point at any different than us? Are they really any different? Our culture is steeped with an incessant need to point fingers, take sides and judge as if they're any different than we are. Jesus looks past all of that when he sees Zacchaeus in that tree, a man out on a limb, And that's the humor in this story, because it's a funny story. Zacchaeus, a chief tax collector who's rich, is sitting in a tree. By tradition, that's the actual tree from Jericho. Yeah, that's it. It needs some help with the limb, this one long limb that sticks out beyond the rest. But something called to Zacchaeus about Jesus. What it was exactly, we can't be sure. We can guess. We like to do that. Did Zacchaeus hear about the things Jesus did and said? Did he hear about who Jesus did and said these things for? Did he hear that Jesus had a tax collector following along? Did Zacchaeus long for a way out of this prison life of being a tax collector? And how do you tell the Romans you're gonna stop doing what you've been doing? How do you tell people you're no longer that person? How do you continue to live in your home when you know how it was built? We can argue that Zacchaeus' heart was changed before Jesus called him out of that tree. He wanted to see Jesus, but he couldn't. He was a a wee little man, according to the song. He was small in stature. I wonder, did he get picked on for being small, growing up? That'd make him an easy target, wouldn't it? Someone who's smaller. We do that today, the same thing. Kids and adults, we point fingers at each other, to make them the targets to avoid being a target ourselves. Isn't that the game? If you can look down on others, literally look down on Zacchaeus probably, then we can convince ourselves that we are somehow better, higher up, more acceptable, in less danger. I wonder, did Zacchaeus get picked on? What kind of names do you think Zacchaeus was called as a kid and maybe as a man walking around, smaller than the rest, would that have made it easier for him to place himself above others and take their money. I mean, if the relationships had been bad, maybe Zacchaeus did it out of spite. We all have some of those stories, don't we? We made decisions and we did things just to kind of get back. Did Zacchaeus become a tax collector because he was already an outcast? I'm speculating, but we can see the possibility. I could see how Zacchaeus—I'll Zacchaeus, just say Zach—I could see how Zach might have found it an easy path to be the guy on top, but something about that wasn't for Zacchaeus anymore that day by the tree. In fact, he ran, as we know is not a very dignified action. Have you tried running lately when you weren't in jogging clothes? I had to run across the street the other day. I felt like a complete fool. Zacchaeus ran, and then he climbed a tree. Can you picture this man in fine clothes, small in stature, looking like a child, didn't he? Running around, running to the tree, climbing up. Why? Because he wanted to see Jesus. He had tried to see him through the crowd, but he didn't dare go up front. People knew who he was, and he was too small to see him from behind. So he ran and climbed a tree. He went out on a limb. I wonder what was going through his head. I wonder what Jesus was thinking, surrounded by people as he approached that tree. He doesn't see an agent of Caesar or Herod, he doesn't see this evil person despised by the community. He doesn't see someone who's built their livelihood on the backs of others. Jesus isn't looking to point a finger of blame. Jesus sees a child of Abraham. That's what he says. This is a child of Abraham saying it to other children of Abraham, in essence, saying, He's you. He's no different than you. He's a person caught in their own prison, of their own making, despised by all. Jesus sees a man out on a limb. That's who Jesus wants to join for dinner. Now, people see Zacchaeus differently than Jesus does, which is the source of their problem. But wouldn't Jesus, of course, choose Zacchaeus to go to dinner with? Of all the people in Jericho, because he didn't come to seek the healthy, he came to seek the sick. Not the found, but the lost. Luke has made that very clear. But we're still surprised by the story, aren't we? If we didn't have the song, wouldn't we have some issues with this face-to-face encounter, some questions? We're always surprised by the Zacchaeuses of our day. We're always surprised by what Jesus does, aren't we? Another humorous part of the story is Zacchaeus' response to Jesus' invitation. Zacchaeus says he's, he pays back if he's cheated anyone. He's not admitting anything. If I've cheated anyone, I pay it back four times. And in the Greek, it's I pay it back. It's not I will, it's I pay it back. So I wonder, had he already been paying people back? Had he already come to this decision, and that's why he wanted to see Jesus, something had caught his heart, there he was, he'd already had it changed, he's on that limb, changed in some way, but going to be changed even more? The community doesn't seem to think that Zacchaeus has changed. So maybe he didn't. But Jesus isn't there to do what is expected or comfortable. Jesus is there for one reason only, to bring salvation to the house. And salvation came that day, praise God. And with all of it, Zacchaeus, being seen, being invited, he knows it can't stop there. He's got to live a life of reconciliation and repentance in response. Because that's what happens when you experience grace. When you truly understand the grace you have, the only thing you can do is live in response and in gratitude. So where are you in the story? Are you standing next to Jesus, extending the invitation to the Zacchaeus's? Are you standing a little bit away, wondering what in the world Jesus is up to, inviting that kind of person? Or are you out on a limb, looking for a whole new way to understand life and God and others? We're in all three places, I hope. And I say that because I know we're standing in confusion. I know we're wondering what in the world God is up to with all these new things that are going on that are uncomfortable. I pray we're out on the limb, too. I pray we're all setting aside our honor and our dignity and our reputation willing to have a childlike faith to run and climb a tree just to see Jesus. And I pray we are extending that invitation to the least expected in our life. It's it's a good time for us to spend time with fellow Christians, of course, but the world does not change through that. It changes only when we seek out the lost, admitting our lostness as well telling that story. Today is All Saints Sunday. We remember all those who have gone before us, those who stick out in our mind, probably because they did things unexpected. They lived differently. They lived in a way that inspired us. They cast their reputation and predictability aside at times in their faith. That's why we remember them. And we remember them alongside of Zacchaeus, the only individual in Jericho still talked about today by name. How mad do you think the people would have been to know that? But it only makes sense that Zacchaeus' story is the one told. Of anyone's story that would resonate with the world and those who are lost, isn't it Zacchaeus? It's the story of life lived out on a limb that needs to be told today to the people who are caught up in the world and in their own self-made prisons So I ask you, what's your story? What's your Zacchaeus story? Have you known life in a self-created prison? Are we still finding our way out? Did you come to find faith in Jesus and understand life in a whole new way? If not, then during communion, come forward and let me know and let's celebrate together and begin that journey. But if you do have a story of redemption, Tell that story above all others. Set aside the fear of risking your reputation. Go out on a limb. Extend invitations in the way Jesus did. The story of how right you are, all that you know in scripture that rarely inspires anyone who's lost. Amen? Quoting scripture does not bring the impact that telling your story with the dirt and grime and all that comes with it, the story you have, of finding salvation through Jesus by being out on a limb. That's what connects with people. So as we leave this place today, go and tell people of what happened when you stood face-to-face with Jesus. Tell them all the difficult parts. Tell them the parts where you feared and wavered and struggled and how Jesus saw through all of that and saw you as a child of God, a child of Abraham. Tell them how Jesus came and changed everything. Tell them how you not only received salvation and faith, but in response you can't help but living a life of reconciliation and repentance like Zacchaeus. Show them that we have all been where they are, and we have all been found just the same. Amen? Show them the beauty, the joy, and the life found, lived out on a limb. Amen. thank you for joining us today and it is our hope that you have experienced the blessing of God through our time together. If you'd like to know more about our church community and its ministries visit our website at sellersburgumc.com